Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, fintech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the Fintech Five. In this episode, I speak with Bradley Weimer. I've never called him Bradley in my life. Uh, Brad, who is the head of fintech strategy for Santander. I have known Brad for years now. He's one of my favorite people to sit down over a cup of coffee and to discuss strategy and theory about fintech, where the market is going, and actually life in general. Brad's just one of those guys. You know, the ones you meet and you're able to sit down and you felt like you've known them forever and a day. He's, he's essentially an old soul. So I really hope you enjoy this interview with Brad Limer, the old soul of fintech. Did you grow up in Oakland? I grew up on the peninsula. I grew up in Redwood City. So we're about 25 minutes from so you're a native. Right there. I, I feel like I'm a native Silicon Valley, but uh, right now for 20 some odd years, I've been a native East Bay person. Oakland. So, Oakland only Berkeley. person. I lived in the longest place I've ever lived is Berkeley for 19 years. That's pretty. Love the city of Berkeley. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, so to go from that, how did you get into banking? And by that's the way, a, I'm recording you. That, that's see good. how easy this transition this, this, was? This, I'm smooth. That's great. How did you get into banking? I actually did a, did a roundabout way to get into banking. I actually started my first job out of Cal was in database marketing. And, and when was this? 90s? Early 90s. 90s. Right. So this is like before big data was big, right? So we would get reels of tapes and eventually oh. cartridges of tapes from City and Wells and Chase and you name it. So if you... Think about what direct mail was in the early 90s, not just for cards. Um, that's where I got my start. And so I got into financial services sort of as a, a provider uh, of insurance services to banks. What did you study in school? Marketing. Marketing and so a little bit of your, technology. So you're a, you're a Ron Shevlin, Jim Maroose kind of guy. And, and you're deep of your heart I, of hearts. I, in the, the heart of hearts, I would say that um, customer value and, and how you market that and position it is, is really um, what my whole career has been about. This is why I can't forget the customer. But how, and so, how'd you become a technologist then? I've always been. You are. You know, I, I consider I, you one. And your website used to call you, wasn't it? It's it's discerning yeah. discerning technologist. I love that. The the um, growing up in the valley and growing up around, you know, Stanford and Cal and all of the entrepreneurship that happened in the valley, I think was very sort of fundamental to the way that I look at any role. Um, I think when you combine marketing and technology together, and you Think about how important it is to be able to deliver services to the customer and thinking about it, you know, contextually 20 years ago and how far we've come. What I was doing in my first role in database marketing was really tailoring and targeting. And it's no different than what we now can do in digital. And it's just so much better and very much geared to the individual that's delivered to your pocket. I mean, that's amazing to me. So... You know, banking has sort of come full circle for me. And if I could mirror my passion for understanding why people buy things with the technology to deploy an easier path to that so that the average person doesn't get screwed in that transaction, that's really what is driving me, is, is making sure that, that people have the value in the experiences that they have throughout financial services. Yeah, I've known you for a couple of years. The, the legend that is Billy Robbins introduced us. He said, I needed to call you. I remember sitting on my porch from Florida calling you, what I thought would be the easy, my typical intro, right? 
we'll talk for 10 minutes. That's nice. And I'll never see you again. And I can't get you out of my life now. This is like a Brokeback Mountain moment. This is really good. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that Billy could be part of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the Heath Ledger character, Billy, when you listen to this. But I remember we talked, I want to say, for almost two hours. And so I've known you for a couple of years. And that central thread of the consumer and what value they're getting, you actually have never lost that. Good for you because you work for a global bank. Sure. But, but you've never lost it. But the, I think the key to this is kind of where I came up in the space. And so when I was doing database marketing, we would do marketing campaigns of 25 million customers. Well, big bank, you know, top four, city, whoever would give me a list of 25 million credit card names and say, okay, optimize this. Part of my actual work within my group was to make sure that the right offer went to the right person at the right time. And so I want to, you know, take less trees <laughs> to be yeah. made to direct mail uh, out of the world. And all of that value chain continued to go through all of my career because times that I spent working in credit unions, especially, I think, impacted um, the way I think about financial services, primarily because I worked in an Oakland credit union and we had so much disparity in income, disparity in financial need, and to run the marketing and technology for that small credit union and to understand the impact of banking and financial needs within a community like that was incredibly important to the formation of how I look at things now. And so when I then went over to a bank and then now I'm at a global bank, that hasn't changed. And so everything I look at is what's the best thing for the customer? So this is the challenge of a five minute conversation. That's why we're gonna record a separate longer one. But um, down to last minute, this is rapid fire. I'm going to throw something out there. First thing that pops your head. All right. Short answer. This is the biggest challenge. Short answers, Mr. Brad. It's never going to work. I know it's never going to work. You ready? Yeah. Do you prefer digital or print when it comes to books? Print. Why? It's it's the feel. It's the it's the the, the tactile. Yeah, the yeah, tactile hand. formation. What's the most overhyped word <laughs> in fintech? And I'm so sorry. Three most overhyped words in fintech. As of 2016, um, AI, machine learning. Um, I think fintech, as a as a rule, is probably overhyped. Yeah, I agree. That term itself. Yeah, yeah. If you could live anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, which actually you could, but if you could, where would that be, and why? Uh, if not San Francisco, then probably Barcelona. Why? Uh, just it's a great city near the coast, and it's a very similar city to San Francisco in a lot of ways. The people are very similar. I think. Yeah, I love Barcelona. I love the food. Yeah. I like that you can walk. Of course, I'm going to offend like my global Madrid folks, but uh, Barcelona is probably my favorite. That's good. No, I love Barcelona. Good for you. And and you support Arsenal football, so you're a good man. Absolutely. And that's a good note to end on because you do support Arsenal football, so we're both miserable all the damn time. <laughs> so we're going to drink tonight, right? I, I, I hope that's point. on the podcast. That's happening. Yeah. It will make the podcast. Excellent. All right. Thank you very much. 